What is up, brothers and sisters? Episode 1, Season 2 of The Mitch Gray Show. And I really, really was trying hard to get this started, Season 2 started, a few months ago, honestly. But it seems like all this crazy sickness that's been going around our country and our our part of the world, uh, it caught up to me. And I literally lost my voice for a little while, coughing like crazy for a long time. I couldn't sing for like a month, and so it's been a bummer, but we're back, we're better than ever, and we are ready to give you some inspiration, some tips on life and love and all things in between, creativity. We've got some really cool stuff happening in 2018. Um, so yeah, if you don't follow us on social media, you really should, M Gray G-R-A-Y, Media. That's on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook because we have some cool announcements coming up. We're starting a new um, special email subscription uh, feature that that we're calling ins- that we're calling uh, oh Inspirellas and Art. I'm sorry, I went blank there for a second. Inspirellas and Art. So I have this idea about it. If you know what a novella is, which is a short story. Uh, I created this idea of an Inspirella. I haven't seen anyone else use it. Maybe they are, but if not, I'm taking it, you know? Um, Inspirella, a short inspirational story. And so every month for the next year in this email subscription, you will receive an original Inspirella. And along with that, we uh, I'm partnering with the artist uh, Whitney Ott. And she is actually hand-drawing and creating original art every month for the next year that goes with this Inspirella. And we have February's done. We didn't get it released in February because I'm having some issues on my website. But we'll have it out and then we'll have March and it'll be the end of each month. So in March, we'll get back on schedule. So follow us on social media, M. Gray Media, to keep up with how you can subscribe to the Inspirellas and art Um, thing that'll just be for subscribers. So you need to get subscribed as soon as we roll that out. It should be rolling out in the next week or so. Follow us on social media for updates on uh, concerts, on speaking and teaching engagements. Um, We do have a run of shows coming up in late April. And so we'll be uh, updating our social media platforms and website with those dates. And yeah, so a lot of cool stuff happening. So friends, how have you been? Um, It's been a few months since I've been able to put out a podcast and check on you and see what's up and inspire you. So I hope you're okay. I hope you made it through the holiday season uh, unscathed and your stress is over and you've made it through the first, gosh, almost quarter of 2018, it feels like. I hope things are really going well for you. I'm, I'm really excited about season two. We've got some really cool guests that we're lining up. Some awesome topics. We're going to be delving in this year to a little more uh, of the creative side of things, of talking to people who are creating beautiful, beautiful light and love in the world. We're going to be touching on some leadership things. Um, I've been honored to work under and study under many great leaders. I've been honored to have hundreds and thousands of people under my leadership. I've been honored to make mistakes in leadership. I've been honored to do some good things in leadership. And so we're going to dig into leadership and some fun things in 2018. So I am really stoked about this. Today, today's topic, season two of the Mitch Gray Show, episode one. I want to talk about 
It seems like the temperature and the culture that is being cultivated, especially in our modern world today, it seems like that culture and that temperature is leading us to a different type of segregation. So obviously, and in many parts of the world still today, there is ethnic segregation, racial segregation in ways that in America we haven't necessarily seen in decades. But in America, it seems to me that a different type of segregation is occurring. It's the segregation of politics, Democrats and Republicans, and heaven forbid that we ignore the the Democrat and Republican title and just be human. Oh no, we have to argue over stupid things, and we have to argue over things that are so trivial to the everyday life of people that it's just become asinine. We have such great segregation when it comes to politics. Another area that I'm seeing even more, unfortunately, even more segregation on, and that's in religion. I'm seeing Christian, American Christian denominations continuing to segregate themselves from other American Christian denominations over idiotic stuff. We're seeing American Christians not be inclusive of other religions, Buddhist or Muslim or uh, other types of uh, Jews, other types of religious beliefs. We're seeing segregation when it comes to sexual orientation. uh, Many, many conservative people don't want to support our, uh, uh, our gay brothers and sisters. Many conservative people don't want to support the, the, the people that are transitioning from one gender to another and vice versa. I see many, uh, much hate speech from the side of uh, gay and lesbian and, 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 and different uh, types of, of things that are said toward conservative people. And it's really, honestly, it's heartbreaking. It's, it's especially heartbreaking in a country like America, where this country was founded on murder and theft and slavery and genocide. And it was the bloodshed that this country was created from. It seems to me that once we worked through that, we would have been better. <laughs> we would have worked through the segregation of the early 1900s to the mid-1900s. And we would have changed voting laws and women's rights and things of that nature. And we would have been better for it. But unfortunately, I look around me and I don't see a better. I see a better in some areas, like anyone can go vote if they're of legal age and some other things. I see a better where... Women are able to work in, a, in the workplace, in the market, and make money, but not near at the level of men on average. So there's a better from the standpoint of at least they get to go to the marketplace, but there's not a better when it comes to equality. I see a better that not as much hate speech is given 
rampant hate speech, but the problem is what I'm seeing with hate speech is that it's hidden. It may not be as blasphemous and as loud as it used to be, but instead it might even be more evil because it's hidden. It's hidden in phrases like them versus us, those people, those type of people. It's hidden in things of labels. Why do we have to label things? I've always wondered that about our political system, and people debate this with me all the time. Well, we need an organized structure. Bull. We don't need an organized structure. We have an organized structure because people are too scared to actually live life in unity. That We have an organized structure because we're lazy. That's why we have an organized structure. We don't need Republicans and Democrats. We just need humans coming together to look out for the betterment of other humans. That's what we need. All this other trivial stuff is man-made because we oftentimes function from the premise of fear. Well, if we don't have an organized structure, there'll be an uprising. Good. We need uprisings because humanity needs to move forward in the creative and redemptive process. I'm saying all that to say this. Today, I want to talk about the ecclesia of humanity. The ecclesia is an ancient word from an ancient language that means church or gathering of people or the gathering of common thought. And so when we talk about the ecclesia of humanity, we're talking about the church or the gathering of humanity. We're talking about getting rid of boundaries and statuses and titles and segregative thoughts and words so that humanity can come together as one people and live together as one people, as one movement, as one love, as one heartbeat, rather than all this crazy segregation. It's not needed, brothers and sisters. In fact, all of this segregation and division and this protection of rights is actually doing damage to the greater good. Because here's the greater good, whether you like it or not. The greater good is that humanity lives together. In my part of America... It is very rampant, this idea of patriotism and nationalism. In in the most conservative parts of America, nationalism is the God. We must protect our rights. We must protect our borders. We must protect this at all costs. Nationalism. Friends, the enemy of unity is nationalism. The enemy of servanthood is nationalism. And here's why. Nationalism says I must protect my own at all cost, forgetting about you being human. Humanism says I am here for all of humanity, regardless of your nationality. And if that means I must sacrifice what I think is right for the betterment of the whole, then I will. That is humanism. And humanism is sacred and holy and valid. 
But the problem is, and you see it throughout history, you saw it in the great Roman Empire, you saw it in the great uh, Empire of China, you see all this happen in humanity, and that is that these, these institutions grow so large that people begin worshiping the institution or the nation rather than sitting at the feet of unity. So now all of a sudden people are protecting what they hold sacred. It's the sacred cow. And for many in America, the sacred cow is nationalism. And we must protect it at all costs. We are hell-bent on protecting our nation. Even when others are dying, we are here to protect our nation. That is not holy. That is not sacred. And that is not the greatest thing that we could do. The greatest thing that we could do is walk in unity. Because we are all brothers and sisters. Boundaries don't matter. Ethnicity doesn't matter. Racial background doesn't matter. Sexual orientation doesn't matter. Social status doesn't matter. We are all human, period. We all have a story, period. And that, my friends, is what matters. The Ecclesia of humanity, the church or the gathering of humanity, that is what matters. Here's what it looks like to be the ecclesia of humanity. Number one, that we share everything we have, period. No ifs, ands, or buts. That when a brother or sister is in need, we give them what we have. No questions asked. That when I am in need, I have the courage to go to a brother or sister and ask for my need to be helped, supported, and met. In many places in the world, it seems to me in most modern countries, especially in America, you hear the phrase mental illness quite often. And here's the interesting thing about mental illness. And we've seen it recently with the unfortunate, tragic shootings that have taken place. The interesting thing about mental illness is most of the time those people have cried out for help. They just don't think they have a safe place. Because rather than helping someone who needs help, we seem to punish those who need help. I remember growing up in a very conservative Christian background. And I remember thinking and watching this when someone in a church service would, what we called, go forward. In other words, the preacher would give the invitation and they would go to the front of the church and they would confess a sin or something. First of all, rarely did anyone confess a specific sin because if they did, oh my goodness, it would gossip. People would have talked about them. They might have been shunned. And so it was this fake, trivial you know, uh, a surface issue dealing with things. Why? Because the person needing the help knew it wasn't a safe place. I was in a meeting last week with leaders of public school districts, and we were actually talking about school shootings and how to make our schools safer. And the proposition that I made to these school district leaders is that not only do we need to provide a safe place for victims or for students who see signs in another student, but we need to provide a safe place for the ones who are struggling. We need those people to know that you can come to us and you can say, I'm struggling with this. 
And the only recourse that you will find is a hug and support and love to the unbelievable depthness of degree. We need people to know that if you are struggling, we are a safe place. But here's the unfortunate thing, brothers and sisters. When we're so busy protecting our own, we forget that we are in love and in unity and walking beside all of those who feel like outsiders. I know what it's like to be an outsider. In one way or another, you know what it's like to be an outsider. We need the ecclesia of humanity to be a safe place For everyone, not just a few. We're meant to share everything when someone is in need. Secondly, the ecclesia of humanity is meant to love, period. There is no such thing as loving so that people change. That's not love. I've made that mistake in my life many times, even with myself, (laughs) that I'll love you because of what you're becoming, or I'll love you and then you'll change into something better, or I'll love you and my love will change you. That's not love, friends. That is manipulation and deception. Real, pure, sacred love says this, I love you, period. No matter what you've done, No matter what you're doing, no matter what you're going to do, I love you, period. And I'm not expecting anything else. I love you, period. I love myself, period. Not I love myself if I looked better. Not I love myself if I lost five pounds. Not I love myself if I worked out more or if my hair was longer or if I was a different color. I love myself, period. Regardless of yesterday, in the moment today, and not worried about tomorrow. The ecclesia of humanity is meant to love. The ecclesia of humanity, brothers and sisters, is meant to heal. We are meant to heal ourselves. We are meant to heal each other. We are meant to heal together. We are meant to heal the earth. We are called to be healers. It's a sacred action to be a healer. And that is what we are meant to do. So when we have these thoughts of nationalism or patriotism or selfishness or whatever, if we can then revert those thoughts to, whoa, 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 what could I do in this moment to be a healer of people? Ah, that changes the game. Think about this, brothers and sisters. What if each of us was walking the earth seeking ways to heal It would eradicate war. It would eradicate the power of politics. It would eradicate segregation. It would eradicate racism. It would eradicate nationalism. It would eradicate need because we would all be seeking to fulfill each other's needs. What if we became healers. Last, I love this one. 
The ecclesia of humanity is meant to celebrate. When is the last time you celebrated? I know I'm not very good at it. I'm so busy creating and doing work that I forget to stop and celebrate this very moment, this very breath, this very opportunity. And not only that, but when was the last time you celebrated with a stranger? I love it when we're sitting in a restaurant. And all of a sudden, the workers of the restaurant come out and they start clapping and they're going to sing the happy birthday song, right, to a stranger. And it's really, really awesome when the whole restaurant joins in and they're all celebrating with this stranger. You can't help but feel the ultimate joy inside when you celebrate another's success or another's accomplishment, or another's breakthrough. Why can't we celebrate more? Just think of this, brothers and sisters, and this is reality, and this can happen. If we walked around looking to heal, not fix, not fix, but heal. If we walked around seeking to love, and if we walked around desiring to celebrate with each other, how radically different things would be. The ecclesia of humanity, the gathering is taking place. The question is, what part will you play? Will you be one of the ones that is constantly banging your hand on the table and saying, no, it's got to be this way. It's always been this way. Or will you be the one that approaches with open arms and says, I don't understand it all, but I understand love and I understand sharing and I understand healing and I understand celebrating. And that's good enough because we don't have to have all the answers And actually, friends, we don't even have to have a response. Just the action of loving, sharing, healing, and celebrating. May grace and love and peace be yours in this moment. May you realize that every breath you take is miraculous and sacred. And today, brothers and sisters, may you walk out that door or get out of that car or take your headphones out of your ears or off your ears and may you set them down and may you get up from that chair and may you walk out into the world seeking to be a lover and a sharer and a healer and one that celebrates. Have a great day, friends. Follow us on social media, M. Gray Media, and I look forward to episode two of the Mitch Gray, Mitch Gray Show, uh, anywhere you listen to your podcast. Have a great day, friends.